Welcome to the Mental Endurance Podcast. I'm Vanessa Forster, and I teach you how to build mental endurance to match your physical endurance. The result? A breakthrough performance without buying that next fancy bike, training more, or even racing more. You can train your mind like you train your body. Stick around to find out how. Hello, 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 rockstar athletes. I'm back in your ears again for another dose of mental endurance. The best kind of endurance to have, if I do say so myself. Okay, let's dive right in this week. I have been thinking a lot recently on why I am the way I am now and why I was the way I was in the past at particular mile markers in my life. We'll just call them that, mile markers which I think is a valuable thing to consider for all of us as high performers. So for example, what influenced me to make the choice on where I went to college and what I studied in college? And then why did I choose the job that I chose? I think I may have mentioned this on a prior episode, but a lot like many other triathletes, I was a CPA and I worked for a big four accounting firm right out of college. And then what ultimately led me to pursuing other things outside of accounting, which then, fast forward, comes full circle as now I'm an entrepreneur. But at each stage, there were factors involved that influenced my decisions. And when I boil it down to one thing in particular, what I realized so clearly is this. I grew up, much like a lot of you, believing I needed to earn my right to everything. Said another way, What was available to me to gain came from my effort. And I will get into how this plays into endurance sport in a second, but remember, what you're doing in one area of your life informs all areas of your life, always. We are conditioned to believe that we have to earn what we have and who we are. We grow up earning good grades to get us into a good college, and then we earn good grades in college to get a good GPA and land a good, aka well-paying job. And then we're paid and promoted based on effort or output. Side note, isn't it also really interesting that we let titles determine who we are? That just kind of popped in my head. Anyway, when I worked in Big Four, we were ranked against our peers in multiple categories that then influenced our year-end reviews and our bonus determinations. All of this earning is us needing to gain deservedly, gain deservedly based on someone else's determination of us and how we perform. And while I'm not knocking hard work, me and hard work are good friends and doing the work to achieve what you want, I am all about it, love it. The problem is what's happening in our brains along the way. The problem is the fact that we also think that once we earn at a certain level, at each level actually, we also earn the right to believe in ourselves and our capabilities. That there's this marker that designates when we're allowed to believe in ourselves, when it's respectable or we're worthy or it's even available to us. And as soon as we think it's something outside of ourselves, we're always going outside of ourselves to find it. We're waiting, waiting, waiting for this validation, permission, approval, call it what you will. 
And for me, this path I was following in my professional life 100% informed my athletic life. You see, I was waiting to earn the right to call myself an athlete at first. And then I was waiting for the right to call myself an elite athlete. I was waiting for permission to believe that I could be competitive for myself and in relation to my peers. I was waiting to actively pursue my bold goal to Kona qualify that I just kept hidden until someone or something validated it as good enough. I'm good enough to go after it. I was staying small while I like silently asked for permission, which unfortunately is far too common, especially in women. And what this practice of training my brain, this active work of brain coaching has taught me is that we don't actually need to earn anything to believe in ourselves. We have everything we need already to do so. We all have the power and capability to use our big, beautiful brains to believe anything we want about ourselves. You can claim your place, your seat, and your start line. You don't need to earn. You can claim who and what you want to be. I claimed my right to qualify for Kona before anyone or anything told me I could or should. And that is available for you too. What I see most when I first start working with athletes in one-on-one mental endurance coaching is they're delegating their ability to believe. They delegate it to their triathlon coach or to the swim, bike, run data or metrics. And by that, I mean the pace, watt, speed, interval, distance, duration, all of it. And the part of this that relates to the triathlon coaches and other people in our lives, I actually covered that in a past episode called Belief Responsibility. So if you haven't listened, definitely go back and check that one out. But the other side of the same coin is the delegation to data, which is so common. Here's how you know you're delegating your belief to your data. You know you're delegating your belief to data if you're afraid to talk about a goal you have until you think you can run fast enough to achieve it. You know you're delegating your belief to your data when you're afraid to fail a session for fear of what it may mean about your progress. You know you're delegating your belief to your data if you don't want to send a file through training peaks for fear of what your coach may think. You also know you're delegating your belief to your data when you're really upset after a training session doesn't go well and it's hard for you to pull yourself out of it. You have really high highs and really low lows in response to how training sessions go. You know you're delegating your belief to your data if you spend a lot of time scrolling Strava or Instagram comparing your stats to others. What's really happening in all of those scenarios is you looking outside of yourself for a reason not to believe. Let me say that again because you need to make sure you hear that. You're looking for a reason not to believe. You think you're looking for evidence to believe, but really you're not. You're looking for support and validation of what you already believe, which is that you can't achieve your goal. And how I know that's true is because that was me. That's all of the athletes I work with when we first start. But really, I know this because that's your brain doing what it will do until you train it to do something else. When your brain is constantly scanning the world for danger, it's casually looking for all the ways to keep you safe, physically and emotionally. When you keep your goals to yourself or decide you're not as fast as them, that's creating emotional safety. 
It feels better than risking judgment from yourself or others. Discomfort comes when you speak your goal loud and proud. And it also comes when you don't allow yourself to look at other people's data, or if you do, you don't make it mean anything bad about yourself. While the discomfort challenges emotional safety, it doesn't eliminate it. You are actually still safe in all different ways. Learning to navigate this discomfort is one of the most important parts of believing in yourself and your goals before the data says you're, quote, ready, air quotes, because it's BS. It's BS because ready isn't a feeling. It's a decision that you make. If you've ever been on a slack line, this kind of reminds me of it. Before I ever attempted slacklining, I didn't know much about it, but I knew my track record with balance type activities was not great. So I started knowing I'd probably be really wobbly, fall a bunch, and have days when I got really frustrated. And all of that happened. But I still believe that one day I would walk across that rope like a boss. And I did. Every time I got on, I built my confidence step by step because of my willingness to feel discomfort and believe that one day I would get across the line. Because when you work to believe in yourself without regard to the data, really what's happening is you're building self-confidence. And self-confidence is one of those priceless performance improvers. You're also building self-trust. You're relying more on your internal markers than anything external. So here are two things to consider. Are you waiting for the data to tell you you're ready to level up your goals? And are you delegating your ability to believe to the data? If so, it's time to start being as much as you're training. You need mental endurance as much as you need physical endurance, but are you giving both the time they deserve? Be the athlete who claims their place, who decides they belong with a PR, a KQ, a podium, whatever. Be the athlete who claims their value from within, not from what other people think of them. Be the athlete who trains their discomfort muscle on purpose, physically and emotionally. Be the athlete who builds self-confidence as a secret weapon. None of that, my friends, none of that requires any watts or pace. I promise. When you're trying to earn the right to believe, you're going from data to belief. And when you're in the space of claiming, you're going from belief to data. So think about that. Earning, you're starting with the data and letting it be the thing that lets you believe. And when you're claiming, you're starting with your belief. And then you have the data support the belief. This week, here's my challenge to you. I want you to write down where you've been waiting to earn. Where have you already been waiting to earn? And decide where you want to start claiming. That is the start to believing before the data. And then the work is to make the data support the belief. Catch yourself if you end up back trying to go the other way. Keep at it, even when you feel some resistance. Resistance is not a problem. It's actually the sign of your growth edge. So stay with it. All right. Also, I want you to stay tuned for a very special, additional surprise of sorts that's coming. In another episode, 
I'm going to be sharing an athlete's firsthand experience with exactly this and what results in her training she got from it. Also, if you're not following me on Instagram, hop on over there and find me. It's at Vanessa Faye Forrester. From now until St. George 70.3, I'm sharing my own personal daily mental endurance tips because I'm an athlete just like you, and I'm constantly training my brain at a higher level. So I want to bring you along for the ride and prep for my first race of the year. You can catch them daily in my Instagram stories, or they're all saved as a story highlight on my Instagram profile. So make sure you go over and follow me. That is it for this week. I'll catch you right here next week. It seems like every day there's a new wellness trend. Eat that, do this, avoid those. Am I right? How do you know where to start or who to trust? Inside Tracker cuts through the noise by analyzing your blood, your DNA, lifestyle, and fitness trackers to provide you with a personalized, science-backed, trackable action plan on how to live, age, and perform better. Inside Tracker is simpler, cheaper, and more convenient than traditional blood tests. Their blood tests include biomarkers that are key to performance that you don't get from traditional blood tests like ferritin and vitamin D, and both are hugely important for us as athletes. My favorite part, they don't just give you the data. They provide you with nutrition and lifestyle tips to take action now. And for a limited time, Inside Tracker is offering my listeners 25% off their entire store. Just go to insidetracker.com slash mental endurance. Again, that's insidetracker.com slash mental endurance. Change is an inside job. Start inside. This podcast is a production of Live Feisty Media. And if you enjoy it, make sure to hit that subscribe button and leave a review. When you like and subscribe, it helps more people find it. And if you want even more juicy, actionable tips to help you train your mind weekly, you better get on my email list. When you sign up, you'll get my 10 triathlon truths your conventional tri coach hasn't told you. So grab your copy and I'll drop other useful tips in your inbox weekly. Link is in the show notes.